Arsenal Ophil. Marca Mesut Ophil. Corner. Llegó el gol de Olivier Giroud. Marca el Arsenal. Marca Olivier Giroud. Gol de los Gunners. This is Arscast Extra. Hello there, welcome to another Arscast Extra, as always, with James from Gunner Blog. Goodly morning to you. Goodly morning, as always. Here I am. How are you doing? I am okay. Bank holiday there, I believe. It is indeed a bank holiday weekend, yeah. So, but no, not for me, is it? Here we are doing the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Dedication to our our craft. I think you could call it a craft, couldn't you? I don't know. I think that might be pushing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, that thing where uh, <clears throat> you, if you do voiceovers, the idea that you're a voiceover artist has always mm. seemed a bit a bit wanky to me. And I am a, yeah. a voiceover artist, so, you know, in so many words, but I find that a little bit, nah, there's not, not too much artistry to it. Voiceover guy. You're a voiceover guy. Yeah, voiceover bloke. That was, uh, exactly. yeah, exactly. A bit of that. Um, all right. Well, um, how has your bank holiday been so far anyway? It's been great. I've actually been away. I've been in Brighton, uh, sunny Brighton this weekend doing yeah. a comedy show. I say sunny Brighton. On Saturday, it was torrential storms. So that was <laughs> exciting. It was good being on the beach for that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, not too bad, not too bad. It's been good. I've been working, so I haven't actually seen that much of the football. I've only seen little bits and pieces of the Champions League final. But uh, all right, a sad ending certainly to see Ronaldo holding that trophy aloft. I mean, there's there's no joy in the world. Is there? There's no justice. I, I would have loved to see Alessio do it. Yeah, so would I. But I mean, you can't then. You just can't escape the fact that they're serial losers. This is it, specialist in failure. <laughs> yeah. What about your weekend? Any good? Uh, yeah, it was good. Went to the went to the beach with the dog. I didn't get into the sea. The dog got into the sea. He seemed to enjoy it quite a great oh, deal. I've seen, uh, yeah, photographic evidence. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he looked like he was having a lovely time. He did. He had a great time running up and down and uh, trying to chase rocks. He, he's not a, a dog for chasing balls generally, but if you throw a rock, he, he nothing could be better. Is that not hazardous, throwing a rock for your dog? Well, normally I fling them like high in the air and far away, but there are times where I, where I fling a rock and he runs after them and I do worry that yeah. the the trajectory of the rock and the dog's run might intersect in a very bad way sometimes. But so far, so good. It's been all right. But yeah, no, he, he just loves to chase rocks. I don't know what it is. Um, you throw a rock in a river and uh, he'll jump in the river and he will find either that rock or some other rock. He won't return without a rock. Sometimes he, he emerges from the water sopping wet with what could only be described as a boulder in his mouth. And he's sure. running along and then just bleh, spits it out. Like um, Obelix or something. I, yeah. I mean, I suppose the, th the good thing about the rocks is if you throw a ball and he can't find that ball, he's going to be disappointed. But if you're somewhere where there are rocks inevitably he will be able to discover some sort of rock. Yeah, there are always more rocks around. So, yeah. Oh, oh. oh hello? Are you uh, there? No. Sorry, I lost you for a second there. I'm back. I'm back in the room. You're back. Okay, we're having some connection issues, I think. So we could eat, we could edit that out or leave it. I don't quite Who know. Knows? Hmm. Who knows? Well, I mean, if you're listening, you'll know the answer to that question. What did we decide to do? Did we take it out or did we just leave it in? Yeah. It's all part of the mystery of this podcast. So yeah, no, it was jolly pleasant. Had a it's it's been sunny here, which is great. Just Amazing. lifting up the blinds there in my in my office. Is it still sunny? Yes. Yeah. 
I've, I've just opened the window and it's not freezing. It's marvellous. It could be that summer has arrived. It could be. It feels a bit like it has, doesn't it? This feels like this feels like the first podcast we've done where it feels like the the league season is is properly gone away now. Yeah, well and truly over. There've been some playoffs and stuff like that, haven't there? There's one today, isn't there? Yeah, that'll be. I guess it's the League Two playoff for a right. place in League One. Um, a Hull City with Tuberac Pom and Isaac Aiden in their ranks were promoted to the Premier League. I didn't even see if they played in the game, did they? Uh, again, I didn't see the game. Let's have a look and see. Yeah. I don't think they would have started, certainly, either of them. Right. I think there's a chance Akpon might have got off the bench. He did not even. So Hayden wasn't involved in the match day squad and Akpon didn't get off the bench. Right. So fairly disappointing loan spells for both those guys, really. Yeah, I mean, Chuba Akpom's uh, sort of... Perf- you know, the goals to game record generally across his loan spells is a little bit troubling. Yeah. Um, in that he hasn't scored any goals. <laughs> but he did start very Just well, looking... didn't he, at Hull? He, he got a hat trick or something, or he scored in his first two games. Um, yeah, something like that. He so, scored, and he scored a hat trick in the FA Cup as well. Seven goals from 41 appearances. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's okay. I mean, a lot of those have been as a sub. Yeah. Uh, but there's definitely. You know, he's obviously technically great and really promising. Has been involved with England at youth level, but I think uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens to the next season. I guess the wor- it wouldn't be the worst thing for him to stay uh, at Hull if they want to keep him. Yeah, uh, well, I, I think we've got to send him on loan again. Mm. I don't think there's any chance of him making a, a breakthrough or being good enough to to play uh, for the first team next season. Um, you know, particularly as everybody is is already clamouring for a striker. Like a real, real striker, not not one of your like twenty four goals in one season bullshit like Giroud, a proper one. Yeah, a proper one. More twenty five goals. Yeah. Um, well, now I just I just looked it up now, and according to George Bird, who is you know the man for uh, Arsenal youth stuff, he certainly he says is. that Akpom has seven goals in sixty seven senior appearances. Right. So. Of course, it's super early days, but you'd hope for you'd hope he'd translate his prolific form at youth level to senior level a little bit better than that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So we shall see. We shall see. But anyway, Hull are promoted to the Premier League. That's um, that's something for Hull, I guess. Steve Bruce could be could be back in the Premier League. Yeah, unless they um, fire him during the summer. Well, you never know. He's talking about quitting. Actually, he's talking Is about he? quitting. But yeah, because I think he's worried that there's going to be a takeover at Hull, and he's not quite sure how he'll fit into that. He's the manager who's been promoted to the Premier League four times now. I think that's a record. How many times has he been relegated from the Premier League? I don't know, League? about ten. <laughs> <laughs> that's the key. He also question. holds a record for that. Yeah, fair play. Is it? He's a yo-yo manager, yeah. or a bouncy manager. So yeah, okay. Well, that was that was the uh, the domestic football, and then of course there was the the Champions League final. So you didn't see uh, an awful lot of it, no. No, I mean, recount it to me. What were the highlights? It sounds like Pepe made uh, quite the show of himself. Okay, well, here are the highlights as I remember them. The first half was not particularly great, and Mm -hmm. Real Madrid scored a goal. Uh, Sergio Ramos credited with the goal, and uh, it looked to me on first viewing that he didn't touch the ball at all. And load of, I said on Twitter, I don't think he touched that. And loads of people went, he did. He did definitely touch it. And then I watched replays of it over and over again. 
And I still can't see that he touched it. Uh, but uh, nobody seems to be talking about it, so he must have. Um, Is it like a cross that... Yeah. You know, it sort of bounces in kind of thing. Yeah, sort of curled in. Uh, Tony Cruz uh, took a free kick in. Gareth Bale flicked it on and it sort of bounced just uh, in the six-yard box and he stuck a foot out at it and it was one of those where maybe he touched it. It was the faintest of touches, but went through the keeper's legs and in. Um, then what happened? Okay. I mean, what, if the alternative is, is Gareth Bale getting it as a former Spurs man, maybe we should let Ramos claim that yeah, one. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and then there, there wasn't enough violence in this game for me. I was really, really? thinking that there was going to be, like Simeone's teams, Atletico Madrid, mm. Real Madrid, the great city rivalry, the fact that, you know, they've uh, they, they've beaten them uh, a couple of times, haven't they? Um, Atletico Madrid recently, uh, but of course the, the 2014 Champions League final must have stung them in a very big way, of course, because they were so close to winning it. And then Ramos, again, scored in the Champions League final. He scored that, that day to bring it into extra time. And then they went on to win it but I thought there was going to be I thought they were going to kick the fuck out of each other I really did and there yeah. was none of that so that w- was quite disappointing then uh, in the second half Atletico Madrid equalised that was good uh, the guy ran off and had a snog with some girl in the stand who we assume is his girlfriend or wife or maybe just some random girl that he, he just ran over and laid the gob on her um, so that was that was quite a, a unique celebration. And then there were the Pepe incidents. Uh, of course, oh, they missed a penalty, uh, Atletico Madrid, uh, very early in the second half. Griezmann smacked it off the bar, um, which was a bit shit. Right. So, uh, so that was going on. Then Pepe twice was riding around on the ground, going like, ah, as if, as if someone had, I don't know, flayed his face off like taking the time to do something like Hannibal Lecter might do and just sort of cut with a very sharp blade, you know, do the incision uh, right under the hairline and go all the way around to, let's say, the top of the ears and then just literally go and peel his face off. If somebody had reacted like that to that happening to them, you would understand it, but nothing much happened. Somebody touched his face on one occasion, and I don't know what happened on the other occasion. He wasn't uh, penalised at all by Mark Clattenburg. And then did you see the Clattenburg video? No, what's this? Oh, I mean, you haven't it's seen? Very entertaining. Oh, right. Okay, I'm going to have to find this for you here and, and show it to you because... Um, yeah, th- th- there's no way really of describing it other than it was disgusting. Like, absolutely, <laughs> uh, it was horrible. Um, basically, he put his tongue out. Okay, here we go. I'm going to send it to you here. Uh, where will I send it? On the chat thing in this? Yeah, why not? Okay, why not? let's do it. So you can see it here. Okay. I'm getting it up. Woo! <laughs> it's not that sort of video. Okay, I'm watching him. Oh, Jesus, God. Why? Why is that happening? I don't know, but that's the noise he makes. You can guarantee you that's the noise he makes. He was going like... The world's cameras, the watching world. Yeah. Mark Clattenburg did that. He's impressively dexterous, but distressing all the same. It is, because... We do not need to be reminded that Mark Lattenberg has a tongue and uh, perhaps uses it in that way at times. Who knows? Oof, my word. So that my was word. that. was that. So I blame Pepe for that. It sounds like you're entitled to, to be yeah, honest. I think so. 
It was quite disgusting. Um, and then the game went uh, went to extra time, and then the game went to penalties. Everybody had cramp. Everybody had cramp. That's what everyone was shouting about on Twitter. Yes, there seemed to be quite a lot of cramp. Um, but then the penalties came, and I don't quite know what the thinking was on behalf of the Atletico Madrid goalkeeper. What's his name? Oblak? Yeah, yeah, no black. Yeah, very good shot stopper, but clearly has never faced a penalty in his life, or has no idea what to do. Because what was he? What was he up to? He just stood there. I think he was waiting for a Penenka or for somebody to stick it down the middle, and he just kind of stood there. He barely moved for any of them. He didn't dive, and Real Madrid's penalties were good. I mean, the first penalty they took was a young defender, I think, or midfielder who came on. Um, somebody had to go off. Could have been Carvajal who had to go off, and and he brought this young defender guy on. I don't know what his name is, Vasquez, I think. Really, really good penalty, and you've got to uh, give Madrid credit. The five penalties they took were excellent, but they were helped somewhat by the fact that the goalkeeper just didn't move. Right, <laughs> that will help. Does he not know he's supposed to go for the sort of grobbler dudek dance on the line? Yeah, yeah. Try and try and do something, but I mean, he looked easy to beat every single time. And then uh, Wanfran hit the post, at the bottom of the post, it bounced out, which left Cristiano Ronaldo, who had done like literally fuck all for the entire 120 minutes. I don't think he was any way fit, uh, despite what they said about him. Um, he didn't look in any way fit, really. He'd right. done nothing and then scored the penalty, and that was a decent penalty. Uh, you know, there's a bit of pressure, I guess, when you're taking a penalty to win the uh, to win the Champions League. But um, he then took his top off, as he does. <laughs> of course he did. Any excuse to take his top off, he will take it off. Oh, this milk is delicious. Top off. Woo! Just anything. I mean, do we have any simple... I mean, if I, if I had his body, would I take my top off more? That's the question. It's a good question. Would you? <sighs> it depends on the temperature. Was it a warm night? Well, probably. It was Milan in, in May, Maybe I guess. Maybe I would. Maybe I would, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's worked hard for it. Do you know what I mean? So... Yeah. I think I think a bit of sympathy maybe. I mean, he was he injured in the game, Ronaldo. Was he injured? No, I've I... seen stories subsequently about oh, he's a he's going to miss the friendly with England on Thursday night. Ah, uh, well, maybe, I maybe I don't know. Um, of course, he made himself the 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 you know was he the fifth taker? Yeah, yeah. I think he he fancied it. He knew he knew the moment could be his, didn't he? Absolutely, a safe bet when you've got a goalkeeper who doesn't die for penalties. <laughs> <laughs> he must have known that that was the case as well. But look, I suppose, you know, you, you're uh, when it comes to penalty shootouts, you probably do want somebody good to go fifth, um, even if there was probably a bit of... Uh, a bit of chase in the glory um, for Ronaldo, which uh, is not like him. Normally, he's a very subtle, understated, modest kind of chap. Uh, but he this is, time, he yeah. just he just couldn't control himself. Um, humble, the most humble of guys. Yeah. So that was that was the Champions League final. Ultimately, disappointing because you would have liked to see Atletico Madrid win it. Um, I mean, they played some really nice stuff. The guy in midfield, Gabby, is fucking superb. Uh, he yeah. was he's a really great player uh, and he was fun to watch but overall as a game uh, yeah you know 
I was hoping for like a 4-4 and a last-minute winner or something like that. I know it's ridiculous, but uh, yeah. It, it, it just, we don't know who the real winner was, though. Who? Hector Bellerin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hector. Poor old Carvajal. He appears to be in some doubt now for mm. Euro 2016, and Bellerin's been the beneficiary. So he wasn't named in the original... Spain squad, was he, for the Euros? No, he wasn't, but he was brought into the squad with a number of other young players or players who are making their way uh, in the game to be part of the squad for some of the the friendlies that they were going to play because I guess it allows uh, Vicente del Bosque a chance to to look at some younger players and also maybe give some of the guys who are going to play in the tournament a bit of a rest and keep them relatively fresh uh, rather than tire them out with friendlies at the end of a long season. But uh, Carvajal, he, he was in tears leaving the pitch on Saturday night uh, which may have been because he wanted to play in that game badly or because he knew the injury was bad so we'll have to wait and see but Hector did uh, 90 minutes in a 3-1 win over Bosnia and Herzegovina Mm. Um, his Spain debut is that his official senior debut yeah played the full 90 as well so uh, a good day for him and if Carvajal is is injured he may well stay with the squad We'll, we'll have to wait and see but that would be just another step in the meteoric rise of of Hector Bellerin. Just one more rung along uh, uh, the ladder to signing for Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone is saying, of course. Oh, my God, he's going to be stuck with PK all summer and they're going to do the whole DNA thing and everything else. But look, I don't know. You can't afford to worry about those kind of things, can you? They're out of your hands. There's nothing we can they're do about them. Hands. They're out of our hands. And we have to trust that Hector is a, a young man who's uh, enjoying life in London and, uh, and uh, at Arsenal at this moment in time. I think it's probably inevitable if he continues his uh, his development as a footballer at some point, having grown up in Barcelona, a Barcelona boy, uh, and having left there at 16, you know, the lure of going back to your hometown club, the club that you supported as a boy, is pretty immense. But I just don't think it's a, an issue straight away. Uh, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Um, you know, also, since we last spoke, Arsenal bought a player. yes. Yes, they did. Granite Shaka. Shaka, 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 Mushroom. <laughs> I saw that video, by the way. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, Check's Magic Hat. Check it out on Twitter. Um, who did that? But yeah, we bought an actual real life player, and I'm happy with that. I, th- I think he's good. Do you like the? Do you like uh, the? You know, I don't know. What, 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 what have we seen of him so far? He's done some interviews with Arsenal. dot com. Yeah, he's saying all the right things, but they usually do, don't they? They do, they do. But he's got good English. I like that. Is he says he can still improve his English, but uh, his English is far better than my Swiss. I mean, these Swiss are excellent. Philip Senderoff spoke about ten languages, didn't he? He when did. He time at Arsenal. Yeah, two of them were computer languages, and one of them was Klingon. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm really excited about it. And it's, you know, what other Premier League club has completed a, a major deal at this stage? Um, I, don't I certainly know. can't name any off the top of my head. It's We've moved really fast mm. and efficiently and got something done. Let's hope, uh, you know, we did that kind of last year with Petacek, but let's hope that this is the start of our summer transfer business rather than the end. Yes, Yes, for sure. Well, it has to be, doesn't it? It yeah, has to be. Of course, because there's so many so many stories, there's so many uh, comings and goings. All the left-backs in the world were, were being linked with all the left-backs in the world. I mean, the one we were linked with from Wolfsburg, Ricardo Rodriguez, another yeah. player with ties to Switzerland after El Nenny and Xhaka, is a, an excellent player, I have to say. Whenever I've seen him play, really, really impressive. Do you think that, that wouldn't surprise me if 
there was something in that, uh, given that, you know, when we bought Mertesacker, we then had Podolsky and and uh, and uh, Ozil come in, so we had this mm. little German contingent. So I do wonder if, in order to keep, uh, not in order to keep uh, Xhaka happy, but, it, you know, Arsene Wenger does like to, to make players feel comfortable. Bring in another Swisser, that'd be good. They'd be pals. Be you know, he's got like a traveling mate when they go on international uh, duty. That he's got someone to go to the airport with. They can carpool. I think Arsene Wenger is clearly uh, concerned about the environment and that, that would be part of that. He would spend millions and millions of pounds on a footballer just so there would be less carbon emissions uh, uh, going from North London to uh, whichever airport they go to. Which airport do you fly <laughs> to Switzerland uh, That's from? That's true, yeah. But from, from, from which product. airport? Would you, would you go to Stansted? Do EasyJet fly to Switzerland? Is it is it Ryanair from Luton? Where where is it? Where is the airport? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe Luton. Uh, Luton's nearest the, London Colne. This isn't is it? your part of the world. You should know this. Uh, yeah, I know. But how often am I flying to Switzerland? What? Not enough. Clearly, clearly not <laughs> enough. But listen, Ricardo Rodriguez would be a very different kind of left back signing to say Celtic's K- Kieran Tierney. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, Rodriguez, they're talking about a sort of nineteen million pound release clause, and given the quality of the player and his reputation, he'd be someone who'd be coming in expecting to play certainly a lot more football than Kieran Gibbs managed last season. Yeah, um, which was none, which was almost none. <laughs> I think he started three Premier League games, and only one of those was as a left back. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. Do, do you expect Gibbs to go still? Yeah. Yeah, right. I think there's too right. many um, too many left backs linked for us to be not in the market for one. I think that's uh, I think that's definitely it. Well, do, do you would you have any? Um, uh, it's Ricardo Rodriguez. Did we say Roberto? I might have said Roberto. I don't know. Oh, I can't. I, I hope not. Roberto it's Rodriguez is a he's a film director, isn't he? Probably he is. Probably he did that. Um, uh, oh, an American filmmaker, screenwriter, musician. Very true. There you go. He directed the 1992 action film El Mariachi. There you go. See? Once Upon a Time in Mexico. The Spy Kids films. <laughs> a film called Planet Terror. Yeah. Which I don't know what it is, but that sounds good. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, he's done some new TV series. He did um, a new TV series, I think, which is oh. supposed to be quite good, because I did hear him on... On some podcast, could have been the Mark Maron podcast. Anyway, we're off the topic. Ricardo Rodriguez, though, from Wolfsburg. Would you have any reservations? Just the, the hair. The hair. There's a lot of hair, isn't there? There is. There's a lot of hair going on. And obviously, when you're flying down the wing, the last thing you want is for that to be tugged back. Exactly. You don't need to give anyone something to, to grab onto. So, I don't know. No, True. True, Reggie Blinker style, having his, yeah. his hair yanked. We could insist on him having a good short back and sides before Maybe he joins. That could be part of his medical. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Unless he's like Samson, though. What if he's like Samson and all his power comes from his hair? Like Bakary Sanya. Do you remember the game he didn't have his hair extensions in? Yeah. And he was rubbish. And he went to Man City and uh, has been basically rubbish there too because he doesn't have, the, doesn't have the braids anymore. Speaking of... Swiss people and Shaka. Did you see his pass in the build-up to Switzerland's goal against Belgium this weekend? Do you know what? I sort of didn't watch it on purpose. Right, okay. You- <laughs> Do you want me to explain why? 
Yes, yes, yes. All right. I saw it doing the rounds that, oh, we've just signed this guy, and here he made a great pass in the build-up to a goal that Switzerland scored. And there was mm. part of me that was going, pre-assist, pre-pre-assist. I know what you mean. And then there's part of me that, you know, I like when players do good things, but I'm not sure I want to get on board the hype train of a guy making one good pass in a friendly game that nobody gives a fuck about. So I deliberately, <laughs> deliberately didn't watch it because of that. But I guess it was one of those, picked it up from deep, left-footed, sprayed it out to the wing, and the guy did something with it and scored? I mean, you're absolutely right. It's a, It was like a 50-yard sort of left-footed crossfield pass out to the wing where a guy then headed it up through on goal and someone finished it off. But the only reason I bring it up is because I, I feel like that's a kind of pass that we haven't seen much of from Arsenal in the last couple of seasons. You know, those sort of long yeah. raking balls. And it'll be interesting to see if he brings that to the team or if... You know, he, he adapts to our more short-passing style. Because look, from the little I've seen of him on the YouTube videos and what have you, and what truer test of a player can there be than a YouTube compilation, that range and depth of passing does seem to be a, a big a facet of his game. Isn't it also, though, somewhat dependent on having players to pass to? Of so course, yeah. a, a manager instructing uh, his wide players to stay wide and, and give us some width, whereas we're... Oh, we we like it narrow, don't we? We like to just plunge straight through the triangle in the middle, if you get what I'm saying. So yeah. um, for that to work or for, for us to see the benefit of that range of passing, we've then got to have those players out wide who can pick up the ball and control the ball. That's another important part of that. So that's Walker out. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, maybe that's maybe that's uh, part of why Arsene Wenger has brought him in in order to uh, allow his team to be a bit more expansive from deep positions and to stretch the mm. opposition a bit more quickly rather than tippity tappity build up um, in, in the middle of uh, in the middle of the the park. So yeah, what else to say? Uh, Petr Cech became the Czech Republic's all-time most capped player. Have you saw that? I didn't. Good for he him. He kept a clean sheet against Malta. Wow. Well, I mean, if ever uh, an achievement in a goalkeeper's life stands up to the test of scrutiny, it's that. <laughs> um, David Ospina didn't keep a clean sheet against Haiti. That's true. I did see some rather marvellous um, commentary on that. Did you Did you see that? With added reverb, yes. With added reverb, I think we should play a bit of it. Here, here it comes. This is uh, with from Arsenal Fan TV's Twitter. Here we go. Hang on. Saliendo Guerrier, Guerrier viene atrás primero. David Ospina, David Ospina. Le quedó atrás la pelota otra vez para Mustifar. Mustifar con la pelota para Mustifar para levantar la pelota, levantar la pelota. Mustifar mete la pierna primero. Fabra viene errando el tiro a la esquina. Oh, it's brilliant. I, I have no idea what they're saying. It's far too fast for me to understand, apart from the David Ospina bit. It's far too fast for me to understand what the hell is going on there in Spanish. But uh, he certainly is a quick talker, that guy. He is, he is. He'd, he'd, Martin Tyler could learn a thing or two in terms of pacing. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else to say. I know what else about. to talk about. We were Sports missing numbers? Yeah. We're missing the big. The I know big it's what's going thing. on, Andrew. It's all over the place. I can't keep up. It's mad. 
it's kind of crazy because uh, Ramsey moved from 16 to 8. After Alexis had moved from 17 to 7, then we got a story uh, with about Ramsey moving from 16 to 8. Then Granite Xhaka was awarded number 16. And just as a joke on Arsblog News, we did a story about Per Mertesacker changing his number and instead of a number, he's going to wear a clip RB mm. on his back because I thought, well, this is kind of ridiculous. And within an hour of putting up that story, they'd put up another one where Iwobi had changed from 45 to 17, the number left mm. vacant by Alexis. And there could be more. There could be more changes, couldn't there? Yeah, I mean, the the surprising one for me, I mean, was Shaka just because he's got the number 34 tattooed on his back and there was a lot of talk about him having spoken to Coquelin and that he would inherit the number. Mm. But he's gone in at 16, so I don't know, he's probably booked in for, I don't know, tattoo repair this in the but next couple of could weeks. There, could there be a little connection, though? Because if you think about it, 34, 3 plus 4 is 7. Uh, 16, 1 plus 6 is 7. So maybe it's a 7 thing Ooh. and he's happy enough with the 7. Maybe. Yeah. He must be furious Alexis actually took seven. Yeah. Um, I like Aaron Ramsey, eight. That's got a nice ring to it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Eight's eight's a good number for Ramsey, I think. It's been a good number, you know, down the years for the uh, the club. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're all jigging around all over the place. We'll see if more, you know, what if Kieran Gibbs goes this summer, then number two and number three could potentially both be available. Well, Debushi has two, doesn't he? So it depends what happens with Debushi, but I guess we're expecting him to leave. Mm, there's uh, number nine, of course, the haunted number nine still up for grabs. Yeah, no cunt wants that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... Sonogo petitioning furiously yeah, for the nine yeah. shirt. <laughs> um, yeah, I can imagine how uh, how badly his career would go uh, on top of how badly it's already going if we gave him the number nine. One of his legs <laughs> would just, just fall off in the middle of a game. <laughs> Sonogo's legless, um, everyone. Yeah. And then uh, we, we, we wait and see what happens with the number one shirt, which technically belongs to Wojciech Szczesny, I guess. Yes, Yes, that's going to be a very interesting one because we do have that goalkeeping issue to to resolve with Ospina, with Chesney coming back, with Emi Martinez coming back as well on loan. We're going to have a, a basically a goalkeeper surplus, like a like an EU food mountain, but with goalkeepers. So something's yes. got to give there. Um, I mean, Chesney's intimated he already knows where his football's going to be played next year, um, but. I, I certainly haven't got a clue. Yeah, me neither. And um, Roma have just bought a Brazilian goalkeeper uh, called yeah. Allison. And uh, Chesney, when he was sent on loan to, to Rome, a lot of people thought it was because the club had grown fed up of him and mm. his antics and his smoking ways and all that kind of stuff. But my understanding of it is that it was not... Uh, a door being closed move at all that they were very open to him playing there for a year and coming back and perhaps maturing and then uh, waiting to see you know what happens whether he's prepared to to play second fiddle for a year or two to Petr Cech um, and maybe learn a bit from there but I, I don't know we'll have to we'll have to wait and see it doesn't strike me that Chesney would be necessarily happy to to sit and be number two um, if he's been playing regularly for Roma, playing Champions League football, I mean, he played, he was Arsenal's number one for what, three, four, four years, five, I don't know, for a good number of years anyway. So it seems unlikely to me that he wants to sit and be number two, but then I don't think David Ospina wants to do that either. So 
We'll see. Well, maybe maybe it'll be a big summer for Emery Martinez. I don't yeah. know. We shall, we shall see. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Oh, uh, there was that, uh, that appointment on. in Manchester, of course. Ah, that. The surprise appointment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, for one, couldn't believe it when it was confirmed. Yeah. Did the, who saw that coming? Yeah. Glad they got those image rights sorted in the end, though. Yeah, I wonder what the, the situation with that was, that, that Chelsea <laughs> owned the trademark to Jose Mourinho's name. Yeah, um, I think that was correct. Yeah, I mean, it's ludicrous, really. But um, how do you feel about that whole thing, about him turning up there? I think he's a cunt. I think, mm-hmm. um, I think that it's going to be kind of fun to really, really dislike Manchester United again. because That's it, what I think, he yeah. will. He will instantly make all of their players twenty five percent more cunty, and this is you know the great rivalry that we had between Arsenal and United in in the in the nineties and the early part of the two thousands was incredible. Like just brilliant football, two brilliant teams that hated each other. There was no pretending, was it? There was no oh, well, you're all right, really. No, we hate you and you hate us, and that's great. We love that. And that rivalry that grew out of that uh, for those years was just superb. When you look back on it, we might be a bit more wistful now and think, okay, we can be slightly more magnanimous about things. But it was good. It was good to hate them, but it was it, we hated them because, because of a genuine football rivalry, right? Because they mm-hmm. were a really, really good team, and we were also a really, really good team. And whatever you might say about Ferguson or United, that as a as a as a football team, they weren't negative in any way. They always tried to be positive. They tried to score goals. They played attacking football, and the rivalry that we had with them was based on on just the combustibility of two great football teams coming together at exactly the right time. What what this latest iteration of United rivalry that we'll have and every other team will have will be based on the fact that Jose Mourinho is a fucking prick and that is that is where he goes i mean that's just how he operates everyone hates him even the united fans up until the point where um they appointed him hated him because how can you not hate him but when he's your manager i guess it's different you're coming at it with a with a different perspective but for the rest of us for the rest of the premier league his antics his nonsense his lies his uh, borderline sociopathic behavior the way that he treats people uh, the way that he dismisses others it's going to be it's going to be magnificent in its i don't know i just can't don't have the words to describe what a confess this is going to be Mourinho at the biggest club in England, with the biggest ego in England, th- this almost feels like what he's waiting for. And I, I, I hope he goes off the fucking charts mental. I really do. Because he did it this season with Chelsea. He went bananas. There's something yeah. like wrong there with the way that he behaved all, all last season to the point where he got himself sacked. And here he is with an even bigger platform to behave like a wanker. And I fully expect him to do that. So what do you think? Well- <laughs> No, I, I agree entirely. I think that uh, I'm quite excited by not that I not that I liked United under Moyes or Van Hal, but it definitely felt different. It felt there was kind of uh, there was something enjoyably risible about them in that period, yeah. and uh, I feel like this is going to really reignite some of the tensions between the two clubs, and I think that's probably a good thing. I think. Uh, I think he will make them evil. He'll make them an empire of evil. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the Rebel Alliance of of Arsenal must unite to uh, 
try and make sure they don't seize the throne for themselves. I mean, I, you know, the, if you ask me, one thing I do think is what is your actual nightmare unfolding? And that would be Jose Mourinho lifting the Premier League title for Manchester United. So we've got to pull all the stops out, certainly, to make sure that never comes to pass. Yeah. It's not just down to us. It's down to all the other clubs, too. You know, because everybody can be united in their hatred. Yeah, exactly. They can be united in their hatred of, of, uh, of Jose Mourinho. Um, you know, Pep Guardiola at Manchester City. We know that those two have a bit of a checkered past. Jurgen mm-hmm. Klopp. You know when Klopp does that thing where he gets really kind of wound up and he goes, uh, we did it before, where he detaches his jaw and goes like... Yeah. <laughs> like, like a snake trying to eat a horse. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So he's, he's not going to fall. He's not going to put up with any Mourinho bullshit. I don't know about Conte at Chelsea, but you can imagine that Mourinho will have something to say there before they play. Mm. Um, and and uh, Ranieri, of course. Ranieri, he's too nice. We can't expect him to do anything. But maybe, maybe Steve Bruce, back in the Premier League, could sit on him. Eat him. He could eat when Murray. <laughs> yeah. He could try and hatch him and then, oh, this is not working, and just... <laughs> and eat him. That'd be good. So, yeah. Well, something to look forward to anyway. Certainly. All certainly. right. Okay, look, we're going to take a little short break and we're coming back with part two right after this. Welcome back to the Arsecast Extra, sponsored today by Cornerstone, cornerstone.co.uk forward slash arseblog. Go there and get shaving stuff, which shaves you, shavers, shavers, shaves, shavers, shavers, shavers eyes as you. You can do it. <laughs> that would be a good word, wouldn't it? Shave a size. It's like that exercise while shaving. Like bouncing on, have that yeah, for free. bouncing on a trampoline whilst shaving with a five-blade or three-blade razor. Shave a size. What could go wrong? What indeed what could, could go, go wrong? wrong? We should get a, a sponsor who make uh, plasters as well. That would work in that regard. But if you do want to shave closer and better and more cost-effectively, check out cornerstone.co.uk forward slash arseblog. Right. Um, we're going to do questions that you sent to us uh, on Twitter at GunnarBlog and at ArsBlog. I've got one to start with here. This is one mm-hmm. that this is one that'll make you think. Right, okay. comes from Antisocial Gunner, who is at Gunner underscore Nat, and he says, and I'm not sure if this is true, but I'm taking it to be true just for the uh, for the podcast because what's the point in, in doubting it too much? He says, now that we've signed Xhaka. Wenger has had a player whose surname started with each letter of the alphabet. What would your 26-man alphabet squad be? And could it win the league? Wow. Yeah, so let's do that, will we? An alphabet squad. An alphabet squad. Yeah. Have you got a a piece of paper to hand to help us with this? I do. So we're doing surnames, are we? It's got to be surnames, yeah. So A. Do you want me to go through alphabetically or should we just start well, filling it in? Let's do one at a time then. Um, so A, who have you got? Uh, could have Arshavin. <laughs> We're looking to win the league here. <laughs> okay, Adams, maybe Adams. Then. Adams, that might do. Okay, um, we could have a B then. So your options include Steve Bold. Mm-hmm. Hector Bellerin. Mm-hmm. Julio Baptista. <laughs> I don't think uh, so. We're probably going to miss out loads, know. you know. We're going to miss loads of people, Luis, yeah. would Boa Morte, would he? Boa Morte would qualify. Yeah. 
Tommy Black. Um, wow, that's a name I haven't heard for a while. Graham, Graham Barrett. David Bentley. You're doing very... David Bentley. Nicholas Bentner, who is the greatest striker that ever lived, of course, yes. Uh, Nasser Barazite. <laughs> I think we should go with Steve Bold. What do you reckon? Do you think Bold over Bellerin, do you? Well, maybe, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, okay, yeah, let's, let's go with Bellerin over Bold, okay. even though I love Steve Bold, because C... We could stick in another centre half there, couldn't we? Big, what big big Sol Campbell? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say Marrow and Shamak, but yeah, Sol Campbell could <laughs> could go in there. Yeah. Um, all right, we we need the D. Somebody give us the D. The D. Okay. <gasps> Thomas uh, Dan- Danilevicus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We've already got a right back, you see, so we can't use uh, Lee Dixon. I suppose we need depth, though, do we? We need depth. Danielson's available. Yeah, the silence there, just, you know, fre- uh, silence of fear. What about the social media duties, Johan Juru? Yeah. We do need somebody to do the post-match interview after we lose a game. Johan Juru's got to be an option. Or... Well, we do need two right-backs, don't forget. Abu Dhabi. Lasana yeah. Diara. Lassana Diara is having a very good time of it at the moment. I mean, maybe he would, you know, he's not, having not a, for his Arsenal performances, but... He's having a terrible time. Did you well, see financially. The yeah. He's been told to pay, was it Spartak Moscow, 10 million euros by the uh, Court yeah. of Arbitration for Sport and also pay the court something like 250,000 euros. I know. He seems relatively chilled out about it, but... I yeah, think I, I'd be kind of panicking if I had to pay somebody that much money. Well, I don't know that I would, actually, because I don't have it. So, fuck them. Exactly. It's like my student loan. They yeah. can want it back all they want. I ain't got it. <laughs> all right, quick. Make a, de- make a decision on the D. Uh, D. I've forgotten the options. Dixon or... Juru. Let's have Juru for morale. Okay. All right, we need an E. Who the hell? Edu? Yeah. I'm having a bit of Edu, all right. Edu's good. I like Edu. Um, F... Ooh, Fabregas. That'll do. It's not uh, bad, is it? Yeah, it's quite good so far, this team. EFG. Uh, so we need a G. Julian Gray. It's not, it's not going to be Gallas, is it? No. David Grandin. <laughs> Remy Gard, of course. Kerry Gilbert. Yeah. It's definitely not going to be William Gallas. I uh, mean, if we want to win the league... We need a left-back. Grandin was a left back yeah but we need a better one than that Kieran Gibbs yeah Gibbs could do couldn't he oh let's have Kieran Gibbs okay we've got Kieran Gibbs so we need an H I can't think of an H um Hartson yeah that would be an unu- a left field choice certainly if you want oh to go my god one. Thierry Henry oh yeah that's quite a good one actually isn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> And also, you do notice that with B, we left out Dennis Bergkamp. Ooh. Who did we go for? Hector, Hector Bellerin. Hector Bellerin. Well, I don't know. Hector, I love you, man, but... I, I think it should be Bergkamp, and then D should change to Dixon. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense than Juru. Yeah. All right, cool. Okay, so we need an I. <gasps> Inamoto. 
in a in a in a moment we can decide it's in a moto. It has to be. Or Itonga. Didn't we have a player called Carl in Itonga? But I want it to be in a moto. I liked in a moto. I enjoyed him. I like the fact that he looked like a Monchichi. Exactly. Okay, so in a moto. Okay, we need a J now. Um, mm. Juan? Yeah? The four-foot-tall Brazilian left-back? <laughs> we do need backup to our adequate left-back in Kieran Gibbs. Um, okay. He's about the only one I can think of. No, we must have had a player called Jones down the years, surely. Didn't we? We must have. The Arsenal historians can tell us, or somebody's out there going, oh my God, I can't believe you forgot Wilf Jones, who played 177 games for Arsenal in 1912. But it's got to be under Wenger, remember? Does it? Oh, oh yeah. does it not? Oh, I suppose it does. The question. Yeah. Okay. Jeffers. Let's stick with one. Um. <laughs> K. Okay. Contenders are Kanu. Kanu. Mm hmm. Um, Keown. Yeah. Danny Carbassioon. Danny Carbassioon. There's some good Ks. Koscielny. Koscielny. Will we have Koscielny? Because we probably need another centre-half. Keon or Koscielny? I think Koscielny on balance. Oh, I like, like a bit of, bit of Keon. Anyway, we, we won't argue oh. over this one. OK, fine. Hey, JJ, We're okay. only on L. We need, to, we need to get through this. Well, you know what? I mean, there's a number of Ls, aren't there? There's um, uh, Freddie Jumberg, John Lukic. But we do need a goalkeeper... And Jens Lehmann? Mad Jens. Yeah? So we've got Jens okay, Lehmann. Yeah. Okay. I'm up for it. Uh, M. Um, I can't think of an M. Uh, Fabrice Muamba? Fabrice Muamba. Mm. Wow. Vito Manone? Mouts. Yeah. Um, Vito Manone. Yeah. Uh, Big Pair, obviously. Yeah, Mertesacker. Um, didn't we have a little left back guy? Another little left back, Germ- Germain Mead or Jernaid Mead? Monreal, we had. Um, of course, well, Monreal. Yeah, we've got left backs though. Jihad uh, Montesser, the only <laughs> the only Libyan ever to have played for Arsenal. Don't remember him. Right, um, Steve Morrow, Scott Marshall. Did they plan under Wenger? Maybe Marshall did. Alex Manninger, Alberto Mendes. Let's have Manninger as backup keeper. Okay, that would be good and crazy. All right. Uh, what have you got for ends? Ends. Um, I mean, distressingly, I've got Sami Nasri. Right, that is a bit distressing. We ought to find something better than that. If there is anything better, there must be. I don't think there is. Oh, my God. There has to be. I don't think there has been another N under Wenger. He can't be the only N player we've ever had under Arsene Wenger. Well, let me think. Um, Nurmanurf. Oh, God. I think he he could be. (laughs) That means we've got to pick him. But we could put him straight in the reserves, couldn't we? I guess so, yeah. Oh, I it's guess. gross, though, having to pick. Uh, I, don't I mean, there's like no that. way around it. If someone thinks of an N who's played under Arsene Wenger, please get in touch and we yeah. can banish Nasri. Yeah. Until then, he has to be part of the squad. Oh, God. Okay. Oh. 
I can make you feel better with O. Yeah. If if an O with an umlaut's allowed, we've got Mesut Ozil. Yeah, we do. That's yeah. It's just a just a fancy O. There we go. So we've got Ozil. We need a P then. Fine. Well, Park picks himself, doesn't he? <laughs> I think I think, I think uh, we know who P is. One uh, of your all-time favourites, surely. Yeah. Well, he's the got... most handsome of all of all the left wingers. Yes. Yes. Okay. Robert himself. We've got Robert Perez. Q. Surely we haven't had a Q. I can't believe we've come this far. Oh, Quincy. Can we have Quincy? He just had Quincy on the back of his shirt. I think that's all. Yeah, that's all we've got. Quincy Abusu away. I loved Quincy. I re- I genuinely thought he was going to be the new Thierry Henry. <laughs> uh, you did have a troubled pass with uh, with drugs, obviously. That is true. Yeah. Um, okay, Quincy is going to have to do because I can't think of any other cues that that played. D- Trevor Queensland. No, he never played. For no, us. no. Let's have Quincy. I'm all delighted right. with having Quincy. We need an R. Isaiah Rankin. Isaiah <laughs> Rankin, yeah. Thomas Rosicki's an option. Yeah. Um, who else? Aaron Ra- Aaron, Aaron Ramsey, of course. Yeah. Um, Thomas Rosicki. Um, Paul Rogers. I think, who would you like, Rosicki or Ramsey? Who have we got? I mean, we've got wingers, we've got Quincy, we've got Perez. I mean, how are we in central midfield? We've got Edu and Fabregas. Do we have much in the way of backup? We've got Nasri, but we don't like him, so we're not going to play him. Mm. So Rosicki, yeah, let's have Rosicki. Let's have Rosicki. Okay. Um, S, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the powerhouse up front. Gilberto, uh, does Gilberto Silva count? I don't know. I wonder if he's a G. It's a difficult one, isn't that? Isn't yeah. Um, we had another Brazilian with an S, Silvino, but we're well stocked for. For left-backs. David Seaman, of course, so, but we do have two goalkeepers in the squad already. We don't need any more than that. So, uh, Igor Stepanovs. <laughs> Stepanovs, Squalacci, Sylvest. We've not been lucky with the S's. Sebastian Svard. Yes, I remember him being on the pitch at some point. Yeah. Bakary Sanya. Sanya's good. Do we need... A right back? Have we got room for a right back? We've got uh, Dixon, but Dixon and Sanya would be a good. Yeah, that'd be that one. Andrew Santos, well of course. Stop. Yeah, so we go. We'll go with Sanya. Um, there've been some some dodgy s's. There have. Uh, so we need a T. Colo, big Colo. Yeah, getting a bit centre half heavy though, are we? But Colo would be great because well, he's, he's definitely versatile. a heavy centre half. That's for sure. <laughs> um. I don't know what, what our other options are, T. Um, bum, bum, bum. J. Emmanuel Thomas, but he's Emmanuel Thomas, isn't he? What about Armand Traore? Colo Touré it is. Colo Touré, lovely. Okay, um, you, you. I can only think of one. Who's that? It's, well, you're not going to be happy, it's another centre-half. Oh, Matthew Upson. Yeah. Okay. I think our limited choice here has stifled us in that regard. We, we, it's an unusual Arsenal squad. Very, very strong at the back. Yeah. Okay, so Upson. So we need some strikers soon, do we? Okay, well, there's obviously Van Persie. Yeah, if we can live with ourselves. But there's also Patrick Vieira. Oh, we've got to have Vieira. We've got to have Vieira. We've already got Burkamp and Thierry Henry. 
And they're Sorry, Carlos fair. Vela. <laughs> <laughs> it must be tough being you, Carlos. Um, so a W. Danny, Danny Welbeck. That gives us a bit Danny of striking. Danny is a W, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, a bit of utility. Sylvan Wiltord would be a Welbeck-esque contender, I guess. He would. Reece, oh, Ian Reece Wright. Weston, Ian Wright. Ian Wright. Are we going with Wright? Yeah. I think we are. We're going to have to go with Ian Wright. Uh, X is the only one we can have, is Xhaka. Um, why? This is where I think I don't know. Guys... I'm asking myself the same question, to be honest, but we've come this far. <laughs> do we have a why? I don't think we uh, do. I don't uh, think we do. We do have one why. Okay. It's... Uh, Nico Yanaris. Okay. That's good. A little bit of right-back cover there. We need some of that. We've already got about four right-backs. <laughs> yeah. And then we've only got one Z, surely. Uh-huh. Which is Gedeon, is it not? It is. Gedeon Zellalem. So here's our squad, right? Tony Adams, Dennis Bergkamp, Saul Campbell, Lee Dixon, Edu, Fabregas, Kieran Gibbs, Thierry Henry, Junichi Inamoto, Juan... Keown or Koscielny, we never quite got to the bottom of that, but we won't argue. Uh, Jens Lehmann, Alex Manninger, Samir Nasri, Mesut Ozil, Robert Perez, Quincy owusu Bay, Thomas Rosicki, Bakary Sanya, Colo Toure, Matthew Upson, Patrick Vieira, Ian Wright, Granite Xhaka, Nico Yanaris, and Gideon Zellalem. On the assumption that all of those guys are going to stay fit, I think that wins the league. I think that's a win brilliant the squad. The, the one concern for me is left back, where you've only got Gibbs and Juan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I suppose, but you could always stick stick Colo Nico in there. Nico can fill in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Put Colo in there. Matthew Upson it's, could cover there as well. He's a left-footed uh, centre-half, so he could cover there. So well, there, there we go. go. I mean, I, that, I genuinely think that would be a pretty good squad. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of goals. Good defence. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Some decent depth. All right, um, you have a question. You have a go. Okay, this is a question. Have you seen... It's from Jim Clark, Jim underscore Clark underscore 94 on Twitter. He says, have you seen Fat Sam dancing to Rihanna in Marbella? And and out of all the Premier League managers, who do you think would win a dance-off? Have you seen this video? Sam Allardyce dancing in Marbella? Yes. I have not seen this video. Right. Do I need to see it? You must find it. Um, I don't know. I mean... A little bit like the Granite Xhaka video, you might have. I thought you might have chosen to avoid it. I, ju- it, I just, it, I just didn't see it. I was, okay, I'm gonna. I can go into YouTube. Uh, Allardyce dancing and see okay. what happens there. If I get I'll put anything it into the chat as well. No, the first one. Oh my god! It's him dancing with JJ Okocha, is it? Well, there's a uh, Sam Allardyce lasso celebration, which I definitely do not want to see. And then there's one called no. Big Sam Goes Gangham. So I guess that's him doing Gangham style, which is on a league of their own, that that um, that that TV show that is supposedly Yeah, no, don't watch funny. that. I've sent it to you in our chat thing that we have. Okay. You, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm getting it up here. Again, Again, I mean, you don't want to say that just before watching this video. Okay. Okay. All right, I see what's happening here. I've copied the URL incorrectly. I've got to take out the word James before it for some reason. Okay, here we go. Okay. 
nothing. Uh, go back and play, you fucker. Okay. Seamless. This is seamless technology. Yeah. Here. Okay. Oh. Dear, that change the audio. There seems to be different audio, but I can see Sam. I can see. Imagine Sam. it's Rihanna in the background. Okay. He's, he's enjoying it. Away. Shiny suit, one arm in the air, pumping. I mean, he seems to be quite quite a decent mover for a guy of his side uh, size, rather. How would you How would you compare his moves to those of say Adam Pardew on the Wembley Touchline? Well, I would say that they're far more appropriate given that he appears to be A, on holidays, B, in a nightclub, and C, clearly on ecstasy. And it's not in the middle of an <laughs> FA Cup final, right? <laughs> sure, fair yeah. point, fair point. So, um, I mean, that's surprisingly good dancing from Allardyce, I have to okay. say. Yeah, I, I remember I'm, him dancing with JJ Okocha when Bolton survived relegation. I don't know if you remember that yourself. But yeah. Who, who would you have Premier League manager dance-off? Roberto Martinez is good. He's got those little tiny Spanish feet. He would be good, but is he? Does he count? He's technically out of work now, is he not? Yeah, that's true. He's not a Premier League manager anymore. Um, who would be a good dancer? I don't. I don't know. Uh, mm. Can't think of it. Jurgen Klopp, I would say, but I guess he's probably into like thrash metal, so it wouldn't be much dancing. It'd be just him smashing his head around and stuff. That's sort of a mosh pit kind of vibe, isn't it? Yeah. Um, what about Guardiola? I imagine he can he move a bit. Mm, but I'd say it's quite precision think dancing. Think too uptight. Yeah. Maybe. But maybe he just lets himself loose. It's difficult to say. What about Arson? How would Arson get on? I don't know. I do... I don't imagine he's a great dancer. Really. <laughs> I've been reading the Ray Parler book and he talks about, you know, Arsene Wenger being quite clumsy and always falling over things. So... Uh, I, yeah. I guess he could end up in one of those fail videos, you know, where somebody gets on a table at a wedding to dance and, and the table just goes, and off they go. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said that Arsene Wenger is the guy to, to, uh, to dance. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'll run through quickly. Leicester, Ranieri, no. not for me. No. I don't, you know, maybe some gentle ballroom. Arsene Wenger, no, although I'd pay good money to see him break dance. Pochettino... <laughs> I, I can't really imagine it. He always seems that he's just wearing a big winter coat 24 hours a day. Yeah. I can't imagine him cutting loose. Guardiola. Yeah. Bit maybe, of flamenco, yeah. Maybe. Uh, Mourinho. No. I don't even want to think about it. A knee slide isn't really a dance move. It. No. Who else? Koeman. No. Kuman, Southampton. No. Um Billich, I think that's kind of a Klopp kind of vibe, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely a heavy metal thing going on there. So not really dancing so much as shaking her head around. Who else? Mark Hughes. Done? I don't think Mark Hughes dances. I think he stands at the side of the dance floor and looks disapproving. Yeah, and just well, as somebody goes past him, elbows him in the face. Hello? Are you there? Hello, sorry. I uh, lost you there, Brief. I am again now. I, right. I lost you. Uh, I'll carry on going. Uh, Chelsea, Conte, I I don't know. I couldn't tell you at this early stage. No, He's me an unknown neither. quantity on the dark floor. Yeah. 
Swansea lad, he always ill. He's got that chest problem, hasn't he? So he doesn't want to be getting too active. Yeah. Um, Kike Sanchez Flores would have been good, but he's gone now. Yeah. He's not at Watford anymore. No. Who's the new uh, guy? I don't Pulis. know who the new guy is. Tony Pulis. <sighs> don't want to think about it. Okay, don't want to think about it. Um, Pardew, we know, and it's disgusting. Eddie Howe. Um, well, maybe. I think Eddie Howe. I, I, no, I think he's too shy to dance. It, Do you think so? I, th- I can imagine him sort of looking on you know, wishing that he had the self-confidence to go out there and do it. But do you think he might be all right? I think he might be all right. I think he could be one of the dark horses. A, a bit, a bit of, he's a bit of a mover. And then you've got Allardyce and then the promoted clubs. I mean, maybe it's Steve Bruce. Maybe Steve Bruce is immediately in at number one. The, yeah, the number one dancer in the Premier League. And who are the other managers coming mm. up? Who's the Middlesbrough manager? Sean Dyche. Oh, Sean Dyche, no. Oh, I saw Karanka. Yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy. A bit of flamenco from yeah. Karanka. Yeah. Yeah. I'd pay good money to see it. It's like when they have the mascots race, you know, a, a manager dance off. Mm. I'd like it. I'd like it a lot. They should, yes. Strict, um, strictly come dancing Premier League version, something like that. Exactly. Well, let's go with let's go with Karanka. Okay. In that case. All right. Um, right. Here is a question from. Bill Hensing, at Bill Hensing underscore 96. And he says, should penalties really decide Champions League or World Cup finals? What are some alternatives? And he quotes, at Rio 35, who wore a tuxedo and a dicky bow uh, on BT the other night. I saw it was crazy. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with uh, a tuxedo and a dicky bow. I I quite enjoy wearing a tuxedo from time to time. Um, But... Not for a Champions League final. But anyway, he reckons the penalties are a lottery. What's your what's your take on all that? So I don't think penalties are a lottery in the same way that a rugby player taking a conversion is not a lottery. It is a skill. Yeah. Um, you know, that's like saying darts. Well, darts is a lottery, isn't it? You just chuck it at the board. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, golf, golf, that's, that's a lottery. You just stand there with a, a stick and you just, plah, where's it going to yeah, go? Exactly. Nobody knows. Exactly. I mean, free kicks, free kicks in football, they're a lottery, aren't they? I don't know why, you know, why they bother with those. I think uh, there is a skill involved in punch shootouts and it probably is the the best way. I've often thought, I know it's been trialled in the past, but I like the idea of a penalty shootout. I don't know if this is what you have in ice hockey, maybe. I don't know, but where you sort of get the ball... 30 or 40 yards from goal and you get to dribble at the goalkeeper and then shoot and the goalkeeper can come out. I like yeah. that as an idea. That would be very entertaining. Wouldn't it just? Yeah. Wouldn't it just? It would like be- a series of one-on-ones, basically. Yeah. I mean, that would be a great test of skill uh, of the footballers and also also the goalkeepers. So the goalkeeper, what, starts on his, on his line? The goalkeeper starts on his line, let's say, and the player starts, I just don't out, know, 30 just yards out, from goal? Maybe just outside the... Um, the, the centre circle? Yeah, it's something like that, 40 yards from goal, say. And it's all about how quickly the goalkeeper comes off his line or not. There's the psychology of you bearing down on goal. Do you shoot from distance, try and catch the keeper out? Do you try and go round him? Yeah. I just think that would be absolutely brilliant to watch. It would be, because if the keeper comes out too quickly, all you need to do is just dink it over him. Exactly. And it's a goal. 
Um, but if he doesn't come out quickly enough, then you've got so much goal to aim for when you go through. This would be brilliant. I mean, I'm with you on penalties. I think it's a skill. Uh, I think if you can take a good penalty, um, uh, you deserve uh, to, to win the match. I mean, obviously people would like to see games won in full time, but Real Madrid took five good penalties, uh, shit goalkeeper notwithstanding. Um, but yeah, it is a skill. It's not a lottery. It's not luck. It's not chance. It's actual ability uh, and a test of uh, your, your quality as a footballer, but also a test of nerve and character. But this idea, I think, has to come in. It will be so much fun. Can you imagine somebody, let's say, a little bit meek, facing a goalkeeper like Jens Lehmann, for example? Mm. Can the goalkeeper handle we'll the ball say. outside the box? Or does that automatically no, qualify think, I, I as think a goal? rules apply in that respect. Yeah. So... I, I, yeah, but I think that would be particularly entertaining if it, you got past the initial five takers and you had, you know, Mertesacker, <laughs> you know, having to take in that scenario. Like, what what would you even see? It would be fucking brilliant. I'd love that. Yeah. It really would I be know, good. I know. I, is there any argument against it? Why is it? I, I remember Inter Milan doing it once in a when Robbie Keane first signed for Inter Milan I remember he was involved in a pre-season game that was decided by those means because I remember I remember him having to take in those circumstances mm. I, I think it was trialed you know around then I wonder I'd is love it, to see that coming yeah me too I wonder do they not do it because it's just more difficult for for referees to manage it's very easy to manage put the ball down there kick it that's it yeah I mean would you have a time limit on it would you have like 10 seconds or 15 seconds to, to put the ball in the net? That's true. When is, when is it over? Like with a penalty, when the goalkeeper saves it, that's the end. Mm. But if a goalkeeper saves it and it rebounds to you, is it still in play? Yeah. I don't know. It would have to be, no. I mean, it'd have to be the same. If the goalkeeper saves it, that's it. No rebounds. None of that. If it hits the post and comes back to you, tough shit, you've got to put it in. So once it touches the goalkeeper, the outfield player is no longer allowed to touch it. So it could go in off the goalkeeper, yeah. but you're not allowed to touch it again once it's touched the goalie. Yeah. This would be fantastic entertainment. Really would. It would be great. Fuck. I'd love that. So does that mean if you try and go around the goalkeeper and he gets a hand to it, but the ball still bounces into your path? Yeah, you see, this is where it gets... lost yeah. the chance? This is where it's getting complicated. This is probably why yeah. it doesn't happen because, um, yeah... Yeah, that's probably why, stuff like that. What do you but do I there? Don't know. Something along those lines. I do think also, like, in as far as people say, oh, penalties is a lottery, that's not true. But it is a very particular skill and not one that's necessarily, you know, used many times in a game or as part of open play. Whereas this, I think, is more akin to yeah. open play. Yeah. So. Be great. Plus, I, 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 at the end of the day, though, I do think professional players who uh, train every day of the week regardless of what position you are, you should be able to score a penalty. I think. Yeah. Unless you're a I fucking... I think that's fair enough. Like, just completely rubbish at kicking a football. Like, Shamak. I'm sure they can under under normal circumstances. I yeah. think, like, the psychological element is a, a massive factor, right? Yeah. Yeah, it must be. But, you unless know, you're Shamak. Unless you're Shamak. Get the fuck over it. I know there's a psychological yeah. element, but, you know, man the fuck up. Get on with it. Score We're all a penalty. Under pressure in our job. Sometimes, sometimes I'm nervous before this podcast, you know. <laughs> but we still get it done. We still do it. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Have you got another one? One more quick one. Uh, I've got one more. Right. It's obviously a stupid one. Right. 
Cod Chops. You can tell from his name it's going to be trouble. Mm-hmm. At Cod Chops 81 asks, a pigeon with a potato masher versus a budgie with an egg whisk. Who wins? Pigeon. It's about fucking ten times the size of a budgie. And it's got a masher. And also, a potato masher is a better weapon than an egg whisk. Yeah, what, what the fuck is a budgie with a whisk going to do? Just slightly ruffle Fly the away if it's got any sense. Yeah. Get the fuck out of there because there's a pigeon coming for you with a potato masher. Yeah. Pigeons Might as well are- call it a budgie masher. That budgie's <laughs> fucked. Yeah, there's no question about uh, who's going to win that one. So that, that wasn't a very satisfying end of podcast question. So I'm going to do one more. Okay, go it on. It comes from um, Alex, who's uh, <laughs> at Shemak My Bitch Up, which is good. Okay. Uh, he said, would you rather be able to read... Or be able to read minds, but be illiterate. I think read minds, you know. Do you think so? I think so. I think, you know, you could get away. These days, the tools, my Mac's quite good at that thing where you just talk into it and it types it up. I've actually got that switched on during the podcast. I've got a perfect transcript of what, <laughs> everything we've just said over the past hour written down. I think, I think that would enable you to get away with it. Reading minds be a very powerful tool. I don't Very think I, I don't think I'd like it though. I think that's I don't think you I mean, do you choose? Can you just like let's say we're in the same room and I look at you and I go and I can read your mind. That's one thing. But what if you walked into a bar and you a football ca- stadium or a football stadium and you, all of a sudden you just hear the noise of all the minds in the football stadium. Imagine I, it'd be deafening, maddening. If- if I can have it as an option, then great. But I don't want it as a definite. Yeah, but you don't know. You don't know. This is the risk you take before you choose it. Mm, tricky. Mm. Tricky. Okay. I'm still going to gamble because ultimately I'd rather have a superpower than not. Right. Call me shallow, guys. But that's how I feel. All right. No, I wouldn't go for it. I wouldn't go for it. I, I think you're probably better off not knowing what people are thinking most of the time. I think that I think yeah. that's part of why we have managed to survive this long as a race, as <laughs> a species. All of each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think if everybody, if you knew what everybody was thinking, you you would either just try and kill everyone or kill yourself, because it would be just so profoundly depressing and distressing. Um, the shit that goes on inside people's heads. I think there's a good reason why our thoughts aren't out loud. You know, some Quite stuff possibly. needs to be kept in there. Because otherwise... Quite. Yeah. It would be trouble. Yeah, it would be trouble. And what about people that you really like? And then you go, oh my God, I've just read that person's mind and, oh, they're disgusting. Fuck them. True. The things they're thinking about, of doing... We wouldn't be able to do this podcast if you could know what was in my head, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be very off-put, let me tell you. All right, well, see, thankfully this is, uh, this is just uh, hypothetical exactly. uh, and not actual real. Or is it? Do I know what you're thinking? Have I actually done okay. this deal with it? Okay, though? hang on. I'll I'll think of something right now, and if you can tell me what I'm thinking, then my mind will be blown. Here okay. I go. Here I go. Right, I'm thinking of it. Uh, is it uh, mutilating John Terry's body? Oh, for fuck's sake! How did you yeah, do that? I thought it might be. I thought it might be. Shit. 
All right, OK. Well, this, it's uh, the same every time with you. It's the same every time. <laughs> sets us onto dangerous territory here. Um, <laughs> but look, don't tell anyone that other thing I was thinking about just before that, all right? OK, um, I won't. Yeah, yeah, keep right. that one quiet. OK. Keep that one quiet. All right, well, listen, um, thank you, as always, for listening, everybody. Have yourselves a great week. Um, European Championships, when are they starting? Not, well, it's a few weeks, isn't it? couple of weeks. A couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah. Okay. So we still got time. We've we still got, got time. time. All right. Well, listen, have a good one and we will talk to you on next week's Arscast Extra. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.